0: Mortal Kombat Legends: colon, Scorpion's Revenge released April 12th, 2020. Finally, guys, we finally got a good Mortal Kombat movie. And I'm glad that you guys totally agree with me that this is, in fact, the best Mortal Kombat movie.
1: I don't think you agree with yourself.
2: No, I do. Oh. No, no,
0: no <laughs> trust me.
1: I don't. What happened
2: to you? I don't even think the people who made this would agree with you. They would they would be like uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well guys,
0: you should choose your fighter. I'm Nick Nundahl. I'm Delavento. I'm Joe's Wetmore. And this is attract mode. So, um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Perhaps you've heard of it. The revenge of a insect. <laughs> <It's not an laughs> Go insect. on. Go the on. The revenge of a spider. <laughs> oh. Mm-mm. Arachnid.
1: Are scorpids... Re- scorpions have their own classification, don't Scorpid. they? Scorpid.
0: Like, I think so. Yeah. Like, they have a carapace. They have an exoskeleton. The revenge of a carapace. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: this movie uses that title, Revenge of the Scorpion, or of Scorpion, or Scorpion's Scorpion's Revenge. (laughs)
0: Possessive Scorpion's Revenge.
1: Yeah, whatever name it uses. Uh, (laughs) It it claims to be about Scorpion, but really it's like, here's the first half of a Scorpion movie, and then here's the original Mortal Kombat movie shoved in the middle, and then here's the back half of a Scorpion movie, like, sandwiching around another story. It really is not Scorpion's movie, it's It's just the first mortal Kombat movie again with a little more scorpion than we saw before,
2: which is so weird. Cause it, from the beginning, it does feel like they're setting up scorpion to be your protagonist, whether or not you consider yeah. him to be a hero or an anti hero or whatever. He's like, okay, this is our main character. And then he becomes like, you know, the enigmatic figure that only drops in occasionally for the Liu Kang, Johnny cage, Sonya blade trio. Which is weird for a movie called Scorp- <laughs> *The Revenge of the Scorpio*. So, the re- yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the *Revenge of the Pisces*.
2: But, but they do kind of jump in and and like right at the start, you got this little like this dad stuck into his boy, and he's all like, hey, "Look at these ants fucking up this scorpion, or are they?" And then it's like the scorpion's killing all the ants,
1: right? Which is such a strange framing device because that scorpion is like 500 times bigger than the ants. And is destroying them because he's so large. Like it's such an odd thing to be like, look at this underdog scorpion who is colossal in comparison <laughs> to these little ants who are just working as hard as they can to stand up against this big enemy. Uh, it's and just like Mortal
2: Kombat, it. though. You know, all that single combat with people that are roughly your size. <laughs> right. You know, it's like the scorpion
1: always is a giant who fights many people at
0: once. Hmm. I will. I, I mean. I know you guys, I know how you guys already feel about this movie, but I'm glad that being someone that did not grow up uh, watching the 90s movie in the decade it came out, I have this kind of like uh, muddling understanding of like the Mortal Kombat lore, right? Because like there's, the, they had one version of it ostensibly when the first series of games came out. And then as time went on, they they continued to retcon it and retcon it. And then this. Puts yeah. that story squarely in the the modern canon. Yeah,
2: right? it, but it, it, it is an update. It didn't clarify it any like any more, and I feel like it didn't also like connect it to the games in any way. So, is it really part of the modern canon? Because it doesn't feel like it introduced anything new that would be connected to the way things go. Well, it
0: introduces people like Quan Chi.
2: Yeah. Well, but Quan Chi's been around. Like Quan Chi was in the original. Like Quan Chi came up in like four and five or whatever. Yeah, but but I think that's not, the point, but that's is not, Quan Chi that's,
0: wasn't
1: around that's for the, 90s the original Mortal movies. Kombat
2: Oh, movie. I see what you're saying. You, you mean they're time yeah. characters from the future back in here. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I,
1: I
0: think guess. there's value to that. Yeah, which they probably did in, what was it, MK8 or 9, whichever one was basically the reboot of the current franchise. At some point, they did the retelling of MK1 within the games. Um, but I forget how far along mm-hmm. ago that was. There's at least three or four games that are part of the well, aren't game, they still kind of doing that now
1: because they're like time traveling back to then and like i mean changing the past
0: semi-spoilers for uh mk11 but i mean they have just basically like wiped it all away at the end of that game they're like hit the reboot button and like all right whatever we tell after this is no longer us trying to like make sense of this confusing canon we've built for ourselves
1: hmm joe has been playing a lot of mortal kombat lately
2: yeah. Well, I did play the time, timey one, timey wimey one. I, I played through that a couple times, um, and I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's weird because the thing that I got out of that was I don't really know how all the lore fits together. I actually don't need to know though. Like, if you just know the general characteristics, well, it's the thing that makes that that game fun is like, okay, it's here's you know old Johnny Cage meeting young Johnny Cage or young Sonya Blade or whatever. Like, if you know the characters like conceptually well enough. And that game's good. And that's how, kind of how also how I feel here. Like this being somehow like being like a you know, a restart on the original series, it doesn't really matter. Like Mortal Kombat is two
0: things in my mind. It's mortals and it's combat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: And, and displaying their mortality through extreme violent fatality animations. Which
2: it seemed going into this movie that I was going to be really surprised yes. because the opening combat with Sub-Zero and Scorpion – well, the Sub-Zero clan, I can't remember what they're called – and Scorpion um, – after i guess let's go ahead and like maybe set it up a little bit right
0: well very first thing i want to start with is that this is a uh this is a warner brothers animation this is brought to you by the people that do all the animations for the dc animated universe so dark knight returns and which
1: has a great history right like we we know that dc animation is like the best thing dc has done since the 90s it's been great so that's good uh, and you can see the, 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 connections to it, like the shapes of bodies and things like that echo in this,
0: the title card they use for Warner brothers animation is just like kind of this old retro style WB shield. And then Daffy duck shows up. It just kind of loses his mind on the screen. He is just like, wow, 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 and just doing somersaults and black backflips and all this stuff. Like, it's like duck times a thousand and then he, like, finally finishes his manic run around and, like, runs into, like, the the fake, the glass pane that is the fourth wall. Mm. And that's your favorite part of the movie. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That it's downhill from there. <laughs> and, then, well, then, and then the shield opens up, like, fucking Animaniac style. And Scorpion's inside the shield. He does his get over here and then Spike chains yeah. Daffy Duck and pulls him in. <laughs> And like, you know, the WB like Meat. title card used to be kind of elegant, where it was like, you know, Bugs Bunny chewing a carrot yeah. alongside Nothing the more shield. elegant
2: I than a carrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a very fancy food. I,
1: I think they have thrown away much of the, uh, like, anytime you dip towards Mortal Kombat, you're throwing away elegance, right? Like, sure. It, yeah. it's just a gritty, brutal series. It's going to happen, but also it's like... Kind of like comic booky and schlocky, and right, uh, yeah. And they it's the intentionally a B movie
2: uh, type the, plot. The animators, and certainly the like, the, even like the DC aspects of it made it like it was fun to see these characters in the shape. They still made choices that I didn't necessarily like here. Yeah, like really, really thick shadows that just looked weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Knuckle shadows. And knuckles too, especially people just had like yeah. black rectangles on their knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. It was a choice. It wasn't.
2: It wasn't like the worst thing. It just wasn't great to look at. And also, yeah. I seem to remember the backgrounds being mismatched at times. Um, mismatched, How like so? like with with like the uh, animation up front. Am I crazy? Does anybody else? I I didn't notice that. It, the the
1: shadows one hundred percent stood out. Like <laughs> those knuckles were bizarre to the point where I was like, "Does everyone have tattoos on their hands, or are they wearing like knuckle dusters, or what's going on?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: those were some yeah, funky hands. Yeah, but the
1: backgrounds didn't catch me.
2: But Okay, well, I'll, I'll say this, because I do remember this. I, at least I know Dylan recognized the doors were all, like, CG doors. Yeah, instead yeah. Of, uh,
0: that instead was that was odd. <laughs> Which, how is that cheaper to animate a CG door than just, like, the frames of animation <sighs> would take for a 2D cell? Maybe
2: they already had, like, some stock doors that they could just modify a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so they were like, you know... <laughs> When on Thingiverse, it must be cheaper because we
1: see it a lot in animation as a shortcut and it is the ugliest shortcut. It shouldn't be considered acceptable, but it just is for some reason like it's it's a very bizarre constant go to is like, oh, we can't animate that smoothly moving door. It's too difficult. Throw it to CG or too expensive for some reason, I guess. Uh, It's very strange. And I guess they must have just decided people don't care about it. So let's keep going with it, you know? Hmm. All
0: right. Let's dive in into, into the plotting here. So after Daffy Duck gets uh, a fatality via Scorpion, um, we have, like uh, you guys talked about before, there's the parable with the Scorpion fighting the army of, of ants and the people watching it are, um, are you sure I get the name? Because it's not Scorpion at the beginning. It is uh, Grandmaster Hori, it's, yeah, Hanzo Hasashi.
2: Okay, I was thinking of Hattori Hanzo from Kill
0: Bill. That's yeah, where I, I also get them kind of confused sometimes. Uh, but it's Hanzo Hasashi and his son Satoshi, uh, and Hanzo is explaining, like, I guess, how difficult a time the scorpion's having. And after he regales his son with that false parable, they go back to their village and it's being overrun with ants. <laughs> <laughs> They're ruining our picnic. This lesson came right in time. Get scorpions quick! <laughs> <laughs> Get the scorpion riders. It's just a fleet. It's a it's a pack of them. But um, like like Nick said, Hanzo is the Grand Master of the Shirai Ryu clan, which are the mortal enemies of the Lin Kuei clan. Yes, and the Lin Kuei, if we remember from the previous movies, are the uh, the the clan that says zero. They're, they're sub zero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're all sub-zeros. They are. Well, yeah,
1: (laughs) they are. They're all zeros, and he's sub-zero, which makes (laughs) him the best (laughs) somehow.
0: Playing by golf rules. Yeah. Um, So basically, the the village has been completely slaughtered by the Lin Kuei, uh, and Hanzo starts fighting the Lin Kuei ninjas. In In the best fight of
1: the movie, like right out the gate, it is brutal and violent and like...
0: Like well, very it's, violent. It's the
1: seri- this series of fights, really. But yeah, like super violent, super stylized, best animation in the movie all happens in this upfront area to the point like what Joe was saying earlier. We all were like, is this going to be good? Whoa. <laughs>
2: like, is and this going to happen?
1: As, Answer, as a yes. short, I think it would have been amazing.
2: And here's here's I think what helped also sell this scene and partially why it lost a lot of its. Um, the, why this, like, kind of the gratuitous violence loss of its power later? These, it wasn't just viewers who were shocked by the violence, it was also the Lin Kuei like they had reactions yeah. to scorpion ripping them apart that was like oh fuck their eyes went yeah. wide and they were like running away at times And it was just like it helped sell this ultraviolence so hard in this moment it's
1: and ultraviolence in the context of the world and not just for the screen yes
0: i mean i think we all because we watched this movie together and i think we all kind of held our breaths for a second we're like okay is it going to be like is it gonna be like pg-13 like like the previous movies where it's like is it gonna like not be as gratuitous with its violence as the games have become, or have always been, but have become more so as they've become hyper realistic. And then I think, like when the first Lin Kuei member got his like head sawed in half by like a a, a shank from Hanzo, we're like, okay, we know what movie we're in for. In theory, though, because I, I, I like,
2: I mean, not just in terms we, we of it being enjoyable, we knew. <laughs> I, I I I can't think of, I can't remember at this point too many like violent like like action fight scenes. I can't remember the specifics of too many of them, other than like some stupid one liners, or just the general outcome of the fights. The only fight that was genuinely memorable was the first fight and I think it's partially because like the ultra violence in that fight also served to be a part of Scorpion's character it was like it was not cathartic necessarily but it was necessary to be like hey we're expressing how this character feels in this moment the other ultra violence was only really there because oh we're Mortal Kombat it's kind of essential and the other fights didn't have much story to them or much character to them and which we should
1: go ahead and explain what that is that drives him to become scorpion because at this point he is just this he is a badass but he sees his dead wife and then in battling these guys after seeing his dead wife his son gets kidnapped by sub-zero and held for what was the like he basically says like he he pulls like a bargain with him right like if you come and you know (laughs) lay down your sword or whatever hanzo
0: i've come to bargain yeah
1: he basically gives him an ultimatum, uh, saying he'll kill his son, and then doesn't he give in and he
0: still kills his son?
2: Yeah, he yes, like he lays down exactly his happens. thing. He gets frozen in place, and then he like ice spears him through the neck. I think it was.
0: Or yeah, like, right. Something while like while holding yeah. him by the neck, he's like holding yeah. the Satoshi, and just like a spear like comes out of his palm that he's holding him in, and just like kills the kid.
1: Yeah. So full dishonor and just full rage from and they hear a fatality and, th- and in, then in, you in also
2: distance. yeah <laughs> but then i almost the, wish that had happened god that would have been amazing <laughs> it it also really well sets up a potential fight later with sub-zero because scorpion goes in to finish him off and gets brutally wrecked right like as badass as he is he's no match for school, for sub-zero and then he dies and he goes to hell where all the orcs are <laughs> all of the middle earth orcs
0: yep. right? yeah yeah they're hanging out, out in middle hell or, middle earth was in hell does anything happen in between him going to
2: hell and the hell scene, or is it that's yes, not in between? They,
1: it's like right into it, right?
0: Uh, no, no, no. There's there's a little jump between because they kind of set up the other the other mortal combatants. They jump to um, I always forget his fucking name. Who's the Luke Zealot? Kang? Kang. I always forget his name. Right. Um, yeah. So they jump to Luke Kang uh, very quickly, and he gets he's getting fucked around by. <laughs> by uh raiden he's range just like zipping around the temple and like kicking him and uh he gets pissed off and they have like a little sparring thing and I think lu kang one-ups uh raiden and he's like good you did that you did that pretty good now we're ready the, the, this the you you know
2: you said you described looking as like a zealot and that's i think one of the things i really dislike about him in this movie is that he doesn't really grow or do anything in this movie In yeah. the other movie in the live action they at least made him like no, I, I don't believe what you're doing. What you're doing is stupid and silly and, and saving the world from, you know, fantastic whatever is that's preposterous. It's a
1: very 90s arc to be like yeah. whatever. I don't believe in your magic. Oh, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> and like that's cool, and then to come back and save the day. Yeah, like it, it it is that it doesn't fit Mortal Kombat's narrative, I guess, in the games, right? If you're trying to be true to the games. He is a Shaolin monk who is super dedicated. I do think having an arc is better having him not be, you know, into the religion and then having to come back in the original movie gives him something to change in this. Like you said, no change at all
2: alternatively if he was going to be this kind of flat character don't make him an actual main character you know like yeah luke kang and johnny cage and sonya could have been there in the background and we just you know we know what they're going through basically because we all know their characters and it could just be from scorpion's weird perspective you know like it's like the Forrest uh, gump
0: thing where where Forrest gump is like part of all these pivotal historical moments but instead of Forrest gump it's 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 scorpion Oh,
2: I would love like the whole story of Scorpion's life, but it's just a gentle country drama in the
1: US. Or when does the Mortal Kombat 11 DLC come out that adds Tom Hanks? A Tom
2: Hanks, not yeah. Forrest Gump? Correct. Yes.
1: He beat COVID, so. You know, American immortal. Yeah. He did. But also, he also did he's immortal, so he can't compete in Mortal
2: Kombat. <sighs> well you can you can lose your <laughs> mortality though leaking like, suspense yeah anyway, like, like, to give no, it up. any of any yeah. of those fools yeah anyways sorry to interrupt luke Kang and Raiden were, were goofing on each other and then Kang was like stop and Raiden's like ah, all right i'll stop
0: and um that was the that was the scene right yeah and then it cuts to um <laughs> uh <laughs> what stop okay that's it (laughs) cut back to something else out of here we're done print it ship it done um and then we get a cut to your friend and mine johnny cage uh we get a pan through his like beachside villa uh with like he has a bunch of his movie posters framed and i just want to point out some of the names of some of these films he's been in uh like ass kick and uh uh, ninja mime oh good (laughs) yeah you'll never hear him coming. <laughs> yes, yes. No, the tagline was literally, he's silent, but deadly. Oh, ah. it's What's unfortunate is
2: that what you're describing here are better than most of the jokes in the
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the background <laughs> jokes that we didn't even see.
2: Yeah. And, 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 you know, also, they, they cast somebody who I thought would actually be perfect as Johnny Cage, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the writing or the direction, but Joel McHale, who felt like he should have been a perfect Johnny Cage ended up feeling really weird as the voice of johnny cage in this well i don't know if he felt weird i
1: think you nailed it though it is the writing like story writing and character writing both for this guy just didn't give him anything enjoyable really throughout the whole movie so you got joel McHale with like nothing to work with right uh and maybe he phones it in a little bit because it's um because it's all you know, voiceover. I don't. I don't know what other voiceover projects he might have done or not done. But
0: <laughs> the Soup animated series. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I felt like there wasn't anything for Joel McHale here, so he he just was doing his thing, and it, it didn't shine because there wasn't anything there.
0: I do think that's a, a a brilliant piece of casting, though. Yeah,
1: he has a he's the right person.
0: Um, but yeah, so Johnny Cage gets a call from his agent because apparently Johnny Cage in in this telling is like not paying his mortgage on his beachfront property <laughs> or something and and he's like not well, I mean I guess that was a case in the previous one where he wasn't really interested in doing films anymore. He felt kind of like uh, creatively on the on the outs.
1: It wasn't that he didn't want to do films, it's that he wanted to prove that he was really pulling off the martial arts expertise that he was displaying in his films, like that he wasn't just a film guy.
0: Sure. But it kind of comes from the same core, right? Where he's feeling unfulfilled in some way. Um, yeah. So he gets a call from his agent, and his agent says, I have this great deal. There's this new gig I want to set up with. You said you want to do something new. It's in China. You head out there and film this movie. And Johnny Cage is like, great. Can I get a forward on the payment? And then his agent hangs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I assume that the agent, like in the, the live-action movie, is just Shang Tsung tricking him to go on this thing or Raiden maybe so I think I, I felt like it was someone
1: yeah I don't think it was actually his agent because it's not a movie so it would make a lot of sense although it would be reasonable to trick his agent and have his agent call but because of that hang-up I'm pretty sure yeah not a
0: real scene there not a real uh, interaction with them right so now we cut to what's Sonia up to Hanzo Hisashi oh oh shit I forgot about Sonia uh oh, yes harsh harsh <laughs> <laughs> she's like and she's then just... sonia the
1: forgettable character <laughs>
0: um she's like fighting people on the
1: on streets for some reason <laughs> she is it, it is this weird like street fighter type setup which apparently the scene was a direct reference the director wanted a street fighter reference in his mortal combat movie um but there is like a there's somebody's like punching a car or something like that or smashing a car in some way and it's like supposed to be street fighter and i'm like yeah but this isn't that movie so why <laughs> But so yeah, like they're just they're fighting on the streets, and she's looking up information on. Is she looking up information on Kano? Is that the
0: premise? I think it's never stated directly within the scene, but I assume because that's always yeah. her prerogative is to find Kano. So she's doing her special forces cop job anyway. Yeah, uh, whatever. No, that's striker. Whatever. You're her, of striker.
1: What is her cop job? What, what is her job? She's
0: not a cop. She I thought she was like spec ops military person
1: okay military job every it's all the same to me. <laughs> if you got a gun <laughs> that's, you're a cop yeah if you got a gun i'm scared of you a <laughs> commando
2: but but yeah I, I do i do actually forget the context of the scene also though
1: it's weird but, it doesn't i don't know if there's much given to it other than jack's showing up
0: in a flashback within this scene
1: yes right the cutaway scene to a flashback of military unnecessary.
0: training. Well, well, they had to shoehorn Jackson somehow. Yeah. There, there's definitely talk about Kano, though, because... No, there's not. I literally rewatched the scene, and there's no reference to her asking about Kano, asking about a criminal, asking How about weird. anyone. I,
2: I mean, I guess, ultimately, it doesn't matter, because she's not that relevant to the plot in the long run. Anyhow. Never. Neither her or Johnny Cage, really. She's only here as like a, as a token
1: female character, and because she was in the 90s movie... And it's such bad writing that they just didn't have anything to do with her. They were like, "I don't know, just put her in because we have to." It's so
2: shitty to treat a character that way. You gotta have Johnny Cage romance somebody, so gotta wine yeah, and dine him. Great on Mortal Kombat Island. I can't
1: believe Mortal Kombat doesn't pass the Bechtel test. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very surprised. <laughs> um, all right, so now for real this time, Hanzo goes to hell um okay so uh it's not hell because i know there was some there's a mix-up there's a hang-up when we saw the live-action one whether or not that kind of like pocket dimension scorpion goes to um whether or not that's hell or hades or the underworld or whatever they confirm for real that it's nether realm so unlike in the the previous iterations where we had earth and outworld and then like maybe uh hell alleyway it's earth realm nether realm outworld which we don't even really see outworld in this one but earth realm and nether realm are definitely two confirmed locations that they say in this movie but uh hanzo wakes up this big orcish dude is going to torture him hanzo is also strung up by some like fish hooks on all of his limbs and this is i guess where he's going to spend the rest of forever
1: and joe did say earlier lord of the rings works i think right But I would give it more, like, straight out of World of Warcraft orcs. These are big dudes with, like, shoulder pauldrons and and tusks and, like, demon red skin and stuff like that. And they're torturers. And Hanzo. uh, What does he do to actually get the guy? He, like, kicks a blade into him or something?
0: Well, I think he does the thing that you do in torture movies where you, like, convince your torturer to, like, get close to your mouth. And he, like, rips an ear off. Right? Right does okay <laughs> that's what he did he, like, i don't remember, into his face but because he finds out for some reason i forget why but all of like the hell residents have lava for blood oh so they like they, it, it <laughs> yeah. just burns through like brimstone and shit
1: because oh, the guy like cuts his thumb when he's like like he drags it across his thumb or something to let it like drip intimidatingly or something so then so the point being is he does defeat his captor almost effortlessly like you've got to figure hell or nether realm hell has some experience with torturing souls for all eternity and w- would have some better <laughs> skill in keeping a captive. than I don't know. I put ho- hooks in them, but somehow he took them out.
2: Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, scorpion uh, was thinking, Oh fuck. This is just like ants in a scorpion hill. Mm-hmm. And so he used that metaphor again. It's a scorpion hill. like
0: The scorpion hill. And then Any ant
1: mound you see is actually a scorpion hill that they conquered and and emptied
0: out. (laughs) You ever see a scorpion eater has a giant tongue that goes into the Uh scorpion hill?
2: He goes, he beats up a lot of demons, uh, like also pretty effortlessly. And then he gets up to, okay, which one is Quan Chi and which one is the other one? Because, well, Well, one is like absent because he's, he's in a bad time. Exactly. So there's and, Shinnok, yeah.
0: who is the leader of yes. Netherrealm, which is what. But this is Quan Chi. which what Thrall the, the Orc is talking about. And yeah, so he, he thinks thrall. he's going to go confront uh, uh, Shinnok, Shinnok, but it's actually like Quan Chi's like, ah, I'm watching the place for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Which is so weird. Like, because he is very casual about it. He's like, yeah, he's unavailable, but I got it yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. also i want to i want to reiterate what the actual like violence in this how it's portrayed because like okay it's obviously gruesome but like there is a certain amount of uh, comedy to it right so like when like when scorpion is like chopping up the lin kuei members in the previous fight scene all of their body parts look like they're filled with like hams like, he, like, slices them <laughs> up, and it's, like, a center bone and everything, and then yes, pink.
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. Very delicious. It's, it's that unicolor meat instead of, like, sinewy stretched right. fibers and stuff like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, but they also do the, um, what MK11 does is they do the x-ray cutaways, and so, like, every time there's, like, a, a particularly brutal uh, attack, it'll, like, show an x-ray shot of, like, the guy's jaw being Pulverized, or like his rib cage collapsing, or something like that. And much like the Mortal Kombat games, that's just for pretend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I, I felt like it had more impact in the movie because it happened to a lot of nobodies where it didn't could matter die at that point. Yeah, sure, they could yeah. die from those very serious injuries. But it did but also yeah, happen to in the games. Yeah. yeah. It's like, shouldn't you be like just your your fucking lower <laughs> jaw should just be hanging and bloody? And right.
0: Like, it's like you're literally every bone in your body has been powderized. How are you still fighting? Um mm-hmm. uh, but, but then he also I mean, I don't know if they do an x-ray cut with the with the orc dude, but uh, I don't remember any, but it could be. It's pretty comedic when he is, He's like being sliced up or whatever. And it's like his lava blood is just like custard pouring out of him. I do like custard. But he confronts Quan Chi. So
1: (laughs) there is this fantastic moment where he kills a demon right in front of Quan Chi's like main throne or whatever. And Quan Chi says, you got blood all over my carpet. And there's no carpet anywhere in sight in the shot. (laughs) And Joe pointed this out while we were watching. There's nothing anywhere near there that looks like a carpet. And they didn't change the line. They were just like, no, I like it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, or just too lazy to change anything too lazy to insert a carpet into it like no effort just just
0: ah whatever people aren't gonna be paying that much attention is it laziness or it's like hey Quan Chi is a funny guy <laughs> he's
2: just he's I like don't Darth think Vader that's a joke <laughs> he's hes just trying to amuse himself don't choke on your aspirations <laughs> yeah, everybody knows
1: Darth Vader is such a silly He's, guy he's so funny, a funny guy. funny
2: boy just like Quan
1: she so, so Quan she says if you fight for me in mortal kombat you get to come back as like a revenant and you'll get your revenge and scorpion tells him to fuck off but then he says but so actually revenant be. was a
2: good movie I, I, maybe i do want to <laughs> see like a revenant <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he says look who's gonna be there it's sub-zero and uh so then he's in so fucking send me there and then we cut back to the boat because, of course, we have to see the fucking boat, again <laughs> in the third movie. In case you forgot, movie. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got all of the heroes meeting up, except for Scorpion.
2: You know what's weird is that for the boat scene in this time, like this boat scene has less character than either the the live action or, <laughs> or terrible the terrible animated one. <laughs> yeah, but no ch- golden
1: doorways of light. <laughs> you one hundred percent could have skipped the boat scene yeah. and lost nothing. It well, wouldn't did, have changed at all. This movie.
0: Did anything happen in in the boat scene? Like it's, I, I it's think it was just there for, like, the
1: characters meeting.
2: Oh, right, because, I mean, you had, like, Johnny Cage hitting on Sonya for the first time. Right. And I would, I, the stuff you have to have for those characters to be like, oh, hey, it's the three of us.
1: You could tell this director is just a fan of these old things. I did look him up. I looked into interviews with him and stuff. He is 100% a, a super nerd for Mortal Kombat. And so I respect that, right? Like, you, you're the guy who loves this franchise. You want to give it life, and nobody else is doing it. It's cool that you took the opportunity and the boat scene is clearly only here because he is a fan of Mortal Kombat. Probably loved the 90s movie and was like, oh, they had the boat scene. We have to do that, too. Like he's he's not thinking, how do I make a good movie? He's thinking, how do I make that movie and then add some cool stuff? Because I really like Scorpion. He's my favorite. (laughs) Like it doesn't you know, it's not art for the sake of art. It is just fan. It's a fan film. We watched a produced fan film, um, and it's you know it's cool for this guy that he got to work on
2: that, but I don't want to have to see your fan film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If people could just stop making video game movies at this point, that's, that's kind yeah, of my only We're trying hope. to
1: catch up. I thought this yeah. podcast would be done by now. <laughs> <laughs> we're at 26,
2: right? That's all there were.
1: Yeah. I didn't know there were 500 fighting game animes. <laughs> <But> nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but to, to keep pressing forward because we have a lot of movie to get through. Yeah, nothing yeah, happens do. on the boat, and then they no. arrive on the island, and the island is—it looks like it's got a lot going on. Um, I, I John, I, I know they're going to get to the scene with a lot of like weirdos hanging out in this big room, and mm-hmm. they start setting up that Johnny Cage is like, well, oh, this is a lot of good cosplay. Right. That's the other thing they do
1: on the boat scene is he's like, oh, are you uh such and such actor from Hong Kong or something, and like. Uh, where's our dressing room and oh we're starting now and they because they get into like a little scrap on the boat i can't remember who fights who but he thinks it's i'm i'm maybe it's in this room actually but during this scene or d- during one of these scenes he's fighting and still believes it's a movie like during the fight
2: that sounds familiar but i can't honestly remember when it happened yeah i didn't think anything movie. happened on the boat but but he does meet that little vampire lady in this kind of big foyer, where which everybody's is the grouping best up.
1: joke in that scene or in, in like this part of the, this whole realm of the movie um, is that he just thinks, yeah, it's like a super good cosplay of this weird chick with demon wings and, and and vampire fangs. And he keeps trying to hit on her and ask her, like, where's craft services? And she just hisses at him. <laughs> <laughs> and takes it like and he just doesn't take it seriously and i don't know that's kind of enjoyable but the rest of this isn't
0: well it, there's also a background shot as he's walking into this so it, basically it's a big it's a big like great hall right where all the competitors the contestants for mortal combat are in And in the background there are just like two like uh, demon monster people like arm wrestling and then one of them just like rips the arm off the other person <laughs> that they're arm wrestling with and that's happening and Johnny Cage yeah. also sees that and says like wow great special effects and then exactly so that was Jax
1: because it was no 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 that's Goro later co- Goro comes out that's what's no, 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 no. in this fucking we're in the area of it uh, because it, he does say good special effects when Jax gets his arms ripped off by Goro uh, because Sonya Blade is there and she's like throwing up and crying and is like super emotional over this and trying to fight back, and he's just, like, eating something and, like, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> All right, so,
2: yeah, a well, little peel back, because I, I do think you guys ultimately discuss these different things, but I think the effect is the same. All this, like, introduction does lead into um, Shang Tsung uh, having this kind of demo fight where he has Goro come out to... Uh, isn't jack's a captive though not an actual competitor yeah. here yes
1: so He's... kano has captured him yeah
2: right and then they're kind of parading him out basically um and the, yeah uh, gora rips his arms off after a brutal fight
1: and, um, and they also demonstrate that they have super high-tech force field technology yeah what what <laughs> which is introduced in this scene and then never seen again as which far as also i can like, remember
0: shang sung is like a warlock why did you need whatever the fuck yeah. that was It it felt like an introduction that would come
1: up later, like at the end of the movie, they're gonna blow up the island, but they're gonna be safe because they're gonna get in the force field. Maybe a rewrite thing. Some kind of yeah. It felt like there should have been a payoff
0: for that. Not every movie can have the Angry Birds ending. Okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a bit of a ding for me on this one, but Uh, you haven't said that in so long. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) bringing it back.
2: We're bringing back the dings. Returning the ding. Oh
0: <laughs> Return of the Overding.
2: So so just out of out of curiosity, can you guys remember any other thing anything of significance from like the time they arrived to this like um Jack's arm ripping scene? Is there like anything that happens with In Kang between those? No, or, not at all.
0: I mean they did they did meet Raiden at this point, right? They've met, They've Raiden, met him already on the boat.
2: And Raiden. I'm I think fairly just fairly certain. The, he, just, Raiden just gives the typical spiel. Hey, like you guys got to save the Earth realm or whatever. And yeah, and Luke King's like, oh yeah. And then Johnny Cage is like, ah, oh, Wow, what a plot and whatever. Uh, so I guess <laughs> and Sonya's like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after the, uh, the 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 Goro uh, Jack's fight, what happened? Or Jack's arm ripping. What happens after that? What where, where so do So there get is from like there? a cut where
1: we get to. Uh, Dil- Dylan, you might have some better idea, but I know we ultimately get to Johnny and Baraka before like the rest of the, the remainder of the action picks up. Right.
0: So how we get there is we have the same introduction. <laughs> it's literally uh, the, an- the first animated Moral Combat movie where Raiden shows up and Raiden, I guess, has magic healing powers, too. So he like closes uh, Jax's arm socket so he doesn't bleed out. Yeah doesn't give him new arms just (laughs) (laughs) or reattaches his old ones um but then then like uh, shang sung's goons like drag him away and then rain again says the thing he's he's said a million times before shang sung's like hey man you." you're not you didn't mortal combat hasn't started yet you can't put anyone's life at risk and then shang sung does the same thing he's done before he's like okay let's start mortal Kombat." but instead of this time where he just says let's start mortal Kombat," go fight now he says let's start mortal Kombat," and then uses his magic powers to teleport everyone out of the room <laughs> like dr yeah. manhattan style just like and you're gone yeah that
1: is what i was missing
0: i couldn't remember how we get
1: to Johnny Cage being somewhere else but all of a sudden he is he's like in
0: this like a monastery tower building
1: yeah it's like a like a feudal japanese castle built on a mountainside and and he's there and all of a sudden he sees this demon monster that is Baraka like just ridiculous fangs and blades that come out of his arms and they start fighting and at first he is fully under the impression that Baraka is just another actor until he gets like kicked through a wall <laughs> and he's fine, but he's like, Hey, that kind of hurt a little bit uh, recognizes that this isn't a fight and starts to run away. We have a chase scene through this castle. Um, there's like a, I remember you laughing specifically because there's like a, a door that he closes behind him, like a hatch in the floor or something uh, that Johnny's like running and tries to like, this will do it closes the door. And then
0: Brock, I just punches through it. Well, my favorite, my favorite bit in this in this scene is like, yeah. So Johnny is just like running through this hallway, and there's just like old uh, suits of armor and all this shit just lying around. And there's like barrels just sitting there. And there's a part where he picks up a barrel, and he goes mm, barrel, and just throws the barrel back at Baraka <laughs> <laughs> as like a way Which to is stun funny him. Not for the right reason, somehow. Like <laughs> I don't know. I think it worked.
1: It, I mean, it is funny. I, I think it's funny because it's so silly, but it's funny. Yeah. So it depends on what the director wanted, I guess, from that or the writer. But um, or Joe McHale or yeah, or him. So ultimately their fight starts to destabilize this castle. And I don't remember how, like the castle starts to like, I remember they're running down like a hall and the hall just starts to tip because it's collapsing. And so like Baraka's like basically falling on top of him and then he leaps and Baraka leaps and there's lots of that. I
2: feel like there were some explosions
0: or something. Yeah, but I don't remember what triggered it. Yeah, I wanted to say like there was like gunpowder in the barrels or must something.
1: Must be, yeah, it must be something like that. So it ends up happening that Johnny waits until like the very last second to jump off of a cliff action guy style. And Baraka gets yeah. Uh he leaps, lands in some trees and is fine, but Baraka doesn't make the leap and the tower crushes him to death. So he wins his fight by oh. not not even throwing a punch at that point. Right.
0: Yeah. No, but in the perspective of this leap, because he leaps out of a window and then it does a cut to behind the back of him, like leaving the castle. And the way the perspective works, it looks like he leapt like 200 feet. <laughs> like he looks like he leapt the gorge into a, a canopy. Yeah. Definitely would have killed him, but he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Next fight is uh, Sonya Blade versus Reptile. I remember nothing from this fight.
1: Yeah. Reptile goes invisible a few times. I don't think it matters too much. We're in the mud? There's like a yeah. muddy place. Uh, yeah, it's like predator style. And I do remember her killing him and just not seeming to like think that was weird. Like <laughs> she's like, whatever, next time or you know, on to the next one or something like that. Like she's she, why don't we care about this character at all? <laughs> like Why is she the worst? You don't have any interest in it because she's she's filmed or animated or whatever. Her scenes are just written and and animated in such a way that they're completely unmemorable and uninteresting and unimpactful. She never gets to do anything through the movie that changes the plot in any way. So she kills reptile, whatever. (laughs) Then we get uh, do we get Liu Kang and Katana or who is it?
0: Yeah, Lu Kang and Katana,
2: and there's a little bit of fighting, and Katana's like, "All right, I, I give up." And uh, she's not relevant, not at all. She doesn't give him like a, a a
1: secret riddle to save the day or anything. She's just like, "All right, well, good luck," <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, by like cool riddle,
2: do you mean she didn't say you have to use the element which brings life? Which right, gives that life? is
1: literally what I mean. Yes, she didn't say that. <laughs> um, so she yields. Uh let's see at some point they meet up Johnny Cage flirts overtly with Sonya at which point she kicks him in the balls hard enough that it should have been an x-ray moment it should have like crumpled his pelvis or something but she kicks him in the balls he falls over It. it's it, and he says I, I don't remember the exact word but it's either my penis or my dick he says my dick. which is Neither of those things is what would first leap to my mind if I got kicked in the crotch, right? Like right. 100% of that pain is not in your penis or dick.
0: <laughs> but also so- the delivery, the way he delivers the line, he is also uncertain because I there's a moment he he goes, "Oh my dick!" So like for a hot minute he he's like, "My balls are killing me," but I guess I'm going to say dick. Because that's what's written on this sheet in front of <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> yeah, we- weirdly, this is used later as as Jax is like, "Did she kick you in the balls yet?" And yeah, like that's just a thing
1: she's known for. Oh, that quirky Sonya Blade, always <laughs> kicking people in the balls. <laughs> that
2: is her primary character trait in this. Uh, How unfortunate is that? Kano's not even like like that big of a like. I mean, it is her driving motivation, but. He's not really important or used much in this movie. Well, this is when he shows up again. Well, after looking, well, isn't there some kind of interlude with Scorpion? Or is this they they meet Scorpion? Next? This is, is yeah, so is? they
1: meet up and then Scorpion shows up and they're like, "Whoa, get ready for another fight." And Johnny Cage, I think, is the one who convinces them that he's a friend because he's like, "No, I I'm going to give this guy a shot." And he like sweet talks him. And is, is just 100% convinced that even though he's got a fucking skull for a face, that he's actually going to be on their side.
2: And turns out he's right. But, but can we rewind a few more steps? Because there's something else that, that I remember going on in this movie that, that is relevant to what's about to happen. There's like some like soldiers or something everywhere. That's about yeah. to happen. That's about uh, we, to happen. Well, we've seen some scenes of like Shang Tsung at this point, like standing over like a, like a, like a, like a, like a a map, a tactical map, or whatever, with with these like soldiers and shit. Yeah, just and Kano actually... is the one who brought them in. Yeah, okay. This, these okay. are the these
0: are the Black Dragon. This is Kano's like private military yeah. or like their gang. I forget how they're actually described as, but they're basically like a a fighting force, like triad gang, something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. So in this, they're being used to assassinate the heroes for Earthrealm.
2: Okay, right, right, and the the lead into this scene before you know they jump to the fight with the black dragons is that uh, Scorpion's like I'm gonna win, and Liu Kang's like No, I'm gonna win, and they're like All right, agree to disagree, Um, (laughs) and Scorpion walks away. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, you know he walks away, and they're like Okay, we'll we'll press on or whatever, and then Liu Kang he
1: doesn't walk away because they have a first fight with some of these guys. That's just like a few of them, a few of the black dragons and Scorpion beats them up real good. Exactly. They realize like, like Johnny Cage is like, see, I told you we were in this together because we all fought together against these black dragons who tried to assassinate us, which feels like if you were a better movie writer, (laughs) this whole plot would have been all around the black dragons. If the whole crux of this plot is, oh, the black dragons are here to assassinate the heroes and disrupt the tournament. You would have been working them in from the beginning. You would have been building up to them. Instead, as soon as they become relevant, they're there and then they're gone in the next scene. Because the next scene is they've lost Scorpion in the woods somewhere. They go to get to, I guess, whoever they're supposed to fight. I don't know where they're going, but they're going towards Shang Tsung and all them. And Kano stops them at the gate uh, back into like the palace and all of his black dragon dudes are there and they're going to shoot all the heroes and kill them. So we get scene 32, Black Dragon introduced, scene 33, Black Dragon are doing the only thing they're going to do in this movie. <laughs> um so they start to shoot them but is it, it it is Scorpion, right? Yeah, it's Scorpion. All of a sudden while they're shooting at the heroes, uh Scorpion reveals to be himself to have secretly taken up one of the suits of the black dragon guys yeah. gotten in it. Or is he like in a person's skeleton or something? Like It's something really weird,
0: but he like but he, bursts he, out he, of it, right? Like he like kind of like, yeah, burns through it or something.
1: Exactly. So it's like a magic disguise or something. Uh But he, he kills all of the other or well, helps the heroes kill all of these black dragon guys so that they survive.
0: I don't remember what happens to Kano, so they they approach this this castle, like Shang Song's fortress or whatever. And like you said, they're all the Black Dragon guys. And then like on the terrace, like on the balcony, is just Kano up there. And he's like, hey, baby. And he's just like kind of like flapping his arms and like intimidating them. And I don't just... think he
1: was Australian
0: enough. <laughs> <laughs> but he like walks back inside. Um, and then once they clear out all the Black Dragon guys out front, they go inside. And inside... There's basically like, uh, uh, like a T-shaped corridor where it diverges, and on one end is Kano, like pulling like a dick dastardly. He's like lowering Jax into like a vat of acid or something. And There's like,
1: oh right, <laughs> yes,
0: or it's like a floor of
1: lava or something. It's I think. something but like yeah. that.
0: Some some trap where the Jax is slowly being descended into. That's goddamn. I forgot about that
1: and. Johnny Cage goes with Sonya in that scene. Meanwhile, there's another, there are other, uh, more splits. Liu Kang goes towards, you know, the end fight and, and Scorpion stays because Sub-Zero has come out and they're going to have their battle, man. Okay. I'm getting caught back up. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting it. I forgot this
0: split into so many different little plots, all of which are inconsequential. <laughs> So let's cut to to the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight. What's happening there? What are they doing? How are they doing? Just kind of battling on a rooftop mostly. There's lots of back and
1: forth. And then ultimately, I don't remember who makes the choice, but somehow they end up grappled and falling off of a cliff into a bed of like stalag stalagmites stalactites which one is it (laughs) stalagmite
0: it's stalagmites because stalagmites grow mightily from the ground whereas stalactites hold tight to the ceiling
1: (laughs) yeah i feel Mm. like you could reverse that just as easily and be like they're tight on the ground they're not gonna go anywhere
2: that's the mnemonic (laughs) my girlfriend gave (laughs) me
0: so that's the one i'm going with Uh,
2: this is probably the second most interesting fight in the movie partially because it's what they build up to right but also because you know it's got that moment of like you took everything from me. I don't even know you. You know? Um, <laughs> yes. It, it, Which like, is
1: an interesting plot twist, I suppose. Right. You,
2: you're, you're confused at first. Scorpion seems... Sub-Zero seems confused that Scorpion is so hell-bent, and you're like, did he just forget? You know? It's like... <laughs> I kill cu- cu- a lot of ninjas. Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we, were, we were wondering if this was the second Sub-Zero. Um, right. Yeah.
0: Mm. Because
1: there is a moment where this Sub-Zero, while they're about to fight... Like he he does something to Kano or one of the Black Dragons or something, and he's like, "You were fighting without honor," and it's like, "Dude, you killed a kid!" <laughs> like, so so we're like, "Is this a different one?" Uh, but he they they fall together and are both impaled in love. and Scorpion beautifully in love in yeah and and Scorpion gets his revenge oh. uh, and that is, which is implying that that's the plot of this movie,
2: but right because they fall on a scorpion hill that pokes through <laughs> yeah, the both that's of that them. tall.
1: it's not a stalagmite it's a scorpion hill <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then so they're both dying here like a soldier's already dead Scorp- scorpion's like Ugh. and then quan chi shows up and he's like you fool but he's <laughs> also kind of mad because because uh you know he's like hey you're not doing your fucking job dude um which i, I don't
0: do we talk about the amulet no, no, we completely missed the amulet. We skipped Dylan, over it. Would you like to talk about the amulet? So there's this amulet that does things. Why is he? Uh, so Quan Chi, Quan Chi wants this amulet the Shang Tsung has. I forget why. Why does he, wants he want? To, the... He needs it to release Shinnok right? Yes, exactly. Oh, right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Which Shinnok if you don't remember, is from the second live action movie. Um, I think they've retconned him again. He's one of the elder gods, right? Yeah. Cause, cause well, he
1: wasn't that, at least. I don't know where he is in the actual game. I,
0: I think he's always been an elder god. He's still an elder
2: god, yeah. He's um, Raiden's,
0: like, brother in the other movie, which right. I guess is the same thing. <laughs> which I don't know if that's accurate, but... Well,
2: they're all, like, kind of siblings, I think. Right, um, exactly. Like, what is a pantheon? Does it yeah. become... Yeah. Yeah, very incestuous. Very incestuous. <laughs> uh, but but ultimately, like, you know, the, the point they get to is that Quan Chi reveals... Yo, fucker, it wasn't wasn't Sub Zero. It was me. Yeah. Quan Chi used his magic to
1: disguise himself as Sub Zero all those years ago. (laughs) Killed. Or we assume years ago. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. I don't know why I said it that way. But (laughs) disguised himself and killed the entire clan, including the dude's child, all to make him mad enough to enter this tournament, which is insane. (laughs) Like, how is that. The fastest path to success with this guy that's a real uh third act of skyfall level of like complicated. Why wouldn't you make it Shang Tsung kills your whole family? Like, <laughs> if you wanted it to be like, you know, th- get me here into this tournament, because obviously, once he fights Sub Zero, he should be done. He's like, oh, I've succeeded, uh, but he realizes that he's really been betrayed by the guy who sent him here. So we kind of cut on that scene with like Scorpion suffering um, because we then go back into the other folks. So I think Sonya and uh, Johnny run off together and Sonya like runs into a bunch of black dragon dudes, as we've said ends up um <laughs> Wait, getting
2: we... before because the thing luke hang says to johnny is so stupid before this i can't remember they're talking about like purpose or something and sonya's like running off to go get kano and johnny cage is like what's my purpose and luke hang's like i think you found it and then he like you know gestures to sonya or something like i don't know It's not yeah. the right lines but it's something but it's like
1: that level of cheesy
2: yeah yeah and not like i mean we all knew that they were going to be together because that's the that's the canon right but it just doesn't like wasn't wasn't enjoyable to watch these two characters come together no because they have no charisma no
1: no moment to share and build chemistry it's always just really bad over flirtation from johnny and outright rejection from sonya that is how romance works in this writer's mind right yeah too many dongs not enough dings so sonya gets in and fights all these black dragon dudes to try to get to kano and Jax. Uh, Jack's being lowered in lava. She's gonna be overwhelmed, but good news: Johnny shows
2: up
0: and
1: it's
2: not kicks Black some Dragons, ass too. Though
0: it's monsters.
1: Oh, it is. You're right. It's
2: demons. It's like a fucking D D
0: monster manual just like opened How up did in they front get of there. Her. Who knows, man? Well,
2: I feel like it was a lot of the fighters that were in, like the um, yeah, the, representatives the, 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 from another realm or something. Well, yeah. Well, we, saw, we saw in the the lobby in that back back when Johnny Cage was hitting on that vampire, like a centaur and stuff, and there's a yeah. centaur man here and whatever. And uh, anyways, the, the like point a guard is, Sonia's <laughs> getting beat up, but then we get some fabulous music uh, that that is maybe the second highlight of the movie for me. Um, as Johnny Cage arrives with not like. Wonderful action music, or like you know, like high intensity, whatever. It's instead it's just like eighties soul jam. Like I, I can't remember what it was exactly. Yeah, and it
1: it felt like I, I wanted them to carry that song on through the whole scene. <laughs> like him just destroying monsters to that music felt somehow weirdly right. Like at least entertaining, but it it ends like as soon as he kills the first one, and then it goes back to really forgettable music throughout the whole movie. Uh like never is there a a theme song or a a main like vibe to the music other than the most generic ambient royalty free stuff they could find <laughs> it feels like. Um but yeah, so they I mean they save Jax, they beat Kano. Not a particularly interesting fight.
2: Sonya looks at Johnny and he, she's like, "I guess you are good." And uh yeah. Uh, and then they're like ready to bang and stuff. And now they got Jack's minus two of his arms still. And uh, <laughs> yeah. th- this Where'd is you pretty put much. Him? I don't, I don't think these characters really factor in anything else in this movie. I think they're there in later yes. scenes, but they're not like, it's a, it doesn't matter not matter. crucial anymore. at all. Yeah. So then Liu Kang, Liu Kang runs to the throne room. And I, I just, I want to point out again, we went more or less straight from their first mortal combat fights to, to yeah. the this is this is the there end was
1: it. no tournament this is just a collapse of battles yeah
2: which the original movie obviously like s- suggested more fights were there than actually shown but it felt which is like ideal. a tournament progressing it like felt yeah. like like they were here for a couple of days or whatever and things were happening um there was like preparation time between fights
1: there was like a montage of goro kills and stuff like that like the assumption that many fights had happened is is there in the original movie and in this well it's it's not because
0: it's because Liu Kang broke the bracket like he didn't kill Katana or Katana didn't kill him and it just it just fucked everything up it's like no no one can progress now
1: yeah oh. also a bunch of assassins showed up on the island <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
1: too much <laughs> Which much could ass have been for more could have devolved. but i don't know i the tournament concept was immediately thrown out and it, it just seems like it's, it's a framing device that doesn't mean anything, so why call it that? I don't know. Uh, but so Liu Kang gets in to the main palace room with Shang Tsung, and he's. Is it straight to Goro? Is that right? Or am I. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. Well, so, so in the throne room is Shang Tsung, Goro, and Quan Chi. Quan Chi, apparent uh, looking like an advisor.
1: Oh, the poison!
0: <laughs> with. The, with- <laughs> a a, a vial of poison that that nick very much (laughs) enjoyed seeing
2: Uh, well my favorite part about the poison was that when they he poured it in the cup
0: (laughs) yeah so they're drinking wine they're preparing wine they're preparing like the celebratory (laughs) wine because like uh, uh, shang sung is so confident that goro is going to
1: normal Kind of that red purple colored wine. Nothing unusual about the color of the wine. Red wine. And then, and then Sh- Quan Chi pulls makes out this feel so fun. very cartoonish green vial. Yeah, red. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> cartoonish green vial. And Joe makes the joke as he pours it into Shang Tsung's cup secretly that he's like, I'm not gonna, he's not gonna drink that, it's gonna be green or something, I don't know what did you say exactly, I mean, something that, along that, those that lines was, yeah, right, this
2: wine is green, what? yeah, or
1: whatever, you know <laughs> and, and it felt like a throwaway joke that would never come back, only when he hands him the wine, he looks down and immediately pours it out, because it is like neon Bright green <laughs> <laughs> That is, what the fuck? <laughs> this was your genius evil plan, you master of deception and guy, wizard magic. You, this guy you runs just...
2: nether realm. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he gives him fucking green wine and expects it to go over
0: great. (laughs) Who put Nickelodeon slime in my wine cup again?
1: It's so bad. Jesus. And that's probably not even writing. That was probably just like color department or something, you know, did that. And it it just, that's the level of no one cares, I think, about (laughs) this. Give me
0: craft services. Yeah. Craft services needed
1: some input. Yeah.
0: Um, But but while that, interaction is happening uh shang Tsung is tasking goro with uh killing lu kang and so this fight between lu kang and goro happens lu kang um holding his own a little bit better than um Jax. than Jax did uh i think he does a bicycle kick or two right yeah against against goro then he's like i'm not left-handed
1: <laughs> and just destroys him like at, at some point shang sung is like hey stop playing with your food and he he just destroys uh lu kang i mean just outright pummels him is going to rip his arms off in the exact same fashion or, or whatever kill he's gonna do right and then we get a shot uh facing goro's face <laughs> just the most ridiculous fucking image uh something like hits him in the back And then his skull gets ripped out the back of his head. And it just turns into like a paper bag mask of his face just collapsing in on itself. And Scorpion has come back from the grave again uh, to to finish this off.
0: He's like, let me tell you about this movie, The Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio's best work. He won an Oscar performance of a lifetime.
1: So Scorpion kills Goro, <laughs> and Liu Kang doesn't do anything meaningful the entire movie. As a result,
2: <laughs> well, Raiden like gives him the setup line afterwards, like "Don't worry, your whole deal was for like the second movie yeah. that we're gonna do." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we put a lot of pr- we put a lot of like effort into making it seem like you were really important for the end of this one. But we, That's we're just, definitely gonna happen, right? <laughs> like, I mean, it might. You never know. DC uh, movie or Warner Bros. movies can probably pump out a few before, like they're like, yeah, yeah. And I I can't imagine this costs much to make, so that's fair too.
0: Put it on HBO Max.
2: What, what so what progresses here? You know, like because uh, because Quan Chi, uh, Scorpion, uh, Scorpion an wants
1: it. to kill Quan Chi now because yeah, yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. the truth and. Shang Tsung, I think just teleports out of there. He's just like, "Bye, I'm but done." There's,
2: there's got to be a protest, right? For like, "Hey, this breaks up Mortal Kombat. This is wrong," or whatever, right? Like um I can't remember what what I know I know that yeah, uh Shang Tsung teleports away. But what happens in between like Scorpion killing Shi and like uh this isn't this is a weird way to end the tournament. I I honestly can't remember. I think
1: they declare the tournament over and that that some but
2: raiden has to say something that's like oh, this is that's what it is for us
1: you, so shang sung says all right you've killed goro now you two have to fight so he wants scorpion to fight uh Sh- to Liu kang he basically says you can have whatever you want if you win which is vengeance against Quan chi uh if if you can kill lu
0: kang um, but I think Scorpion pull pulls like a double agent thing where instead he yeah. holds Shang Tsung hostage. Exactly. Yeah. And so Shang Tsung says, ah, you're
1: disqualified. Fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, and then teleports out of there. And that means, so when he's not there, Raiden's like, uh, the island can't sustain itself without Shang Tsung's magic. So the island starts to collapse because you need a big 80s destroy everything end of action sequence. And Quan Chi's like, "Ah shit, I only brought poison for this scene." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring any of my superpowered magic fighting ability. So he gets his ass kicked by Scorpion who succeeds in getting his revenge. Oh, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Again. Uh, what a yeah what a weird framing device for this whole movie. I guess if he wasn't on re- his path through revenge, he wouldn't have saved Liu Kang and won the tournament that way. But also why were as, why was anyone else there or why didn't the camera only follow Scorpion all the way to this <laughs> point? They wanted these reveals that just didn't feel impactful or meaningful. Um, but he kills, he kills Quan Chi and then the rest of them escape. And I'm pretty sure it's implied that, He gets like trapped in the rubble, but you know if they're gonna do a sequel, you know they're gonna bring Scorpion back. So either he goes to hell and comes back again, or he found a way out
0: secretly. Either way, to hell and back again, a revenant's tale. Yeah, yes.
1: Either way, only the heroes actually escape, and then there's like no
2: real resolution. We get the um, the, I think I feel like we get one scene with the Emperor Shao Khan being like, yeah, you, get a, you get a little Shao up.
0: Khan reveal. Perhaps you you remember him, yeah,
2: which <laughs> is so Perhaps. weird because it's
0: it's like it's it's weird that this movie starts
2: so different but ends so similar to the live action movie. Which I mean, I guess this is also the the end of the of the plot of Mortal Kombat One, the game, right, the game, yeah. It's just a, I don't know. It it, it 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 none it's none of the things that it that the original that it does that the original movie did. It doesn't do any of them better. Uh, no. And uh, the animation is only at its like only really, really great in the, in the opening moments. So mm-hmm. I, it, this, it, it got more disappointing as it went on for me. Uh, like the longer it went, I was just like, this is, this is frustrating because it felt like they had potential for a, actually a pretty good Mortal Kombat movie. They had some good actors Two that I knew, I guess. Actually, I don't know. They had Joel McHale, whatever. Uh, Yeah, and Steve Bloom. But oh, Steve Bloom, right? And and also the sister from Dexter. Um, It it, but it. uh, it, I think I think the biggest mistake was putting was trying to do a, a story where both the the MK trio were protagonists, but also Scorpion was a protagonist because it it just shifted the focus and made like the the split time made. Uh, the, the MK trio very, very uninteresting. Like they just weren't they weren't fun to follow. Uh and Scorpion was fun to follow, but he was only there to like appear and slink out of a scene. Um and that was b- kind of boring later Well in, like, after was like, he
1: wasn't human anymore, after that opening scene, he really didn't even have a character other than I'm a killing machine.
2: Uh um, you know, he was a plot who, device.
0: Who,
2: yeah, exactly. He was a like, f- I, I I do think he's a fun plot device though. The idea of setting yeah, him up as cool. like a agent in the tournament and then he ends up allied with the mk trio i wish they had spent more time actually like the reason i think it would have been so much better from scorpion's perspective is if we had an idea of his internal conflicts going in and then we saw him struggling with the idea of like i don't care about the tournament but you know maybe i can help these guys or whatever i there's a kind of a fun thing there like characterizing scorpion more than 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 has been done generally in other movies or cartoons or whatever uh and uh, I don't know it just wasted opportunity is the big ding of wasted opportunity
0: I mean I I'll, I'll maintain that I think this is that this is definitely the moral combat movie I enjoyed the most because one there was no expectation so like that whole side of the equation was kind of wiped away like I it wasn't it's, this isn't a movie I was told for a decade and a half that it's the best video game movie adaptation ever um, I do feel
2: like the opening scenes did set my expectations higher though. Like my, I had no expectations going in and then the opening moments were like, Oh, maybe. Uh, and, I mean, not the same as, as, as like you said, a decade and a half or whatever of, of hype for a bad video game movie, but I don't know. But, uh, but
0: also like, I mean, like I feel like the, the characterization of Scorpion in the live action movie isn't very good. Like as much as he's a plot device here, he is more of a plot device there. And even then, he is yes. he's, he's, he's he's characterless not
1: more like he's not more of the film but the point is that he is yeah, he's lacking more any a character in that way.
2: it's i would argue though that it's okay in that movie
1: because yes, he's me only
2: meant to be cool in that movie he doesn't need to he doesn't you don't need to characterize him or make him because he's a monster he's,
1: to defeat not yeah. a character and uh-huh. that's fine in the context of that film
0: but i found that uninteresting for both sub-zero and scorpion because i feel like at least in that shitty animated movie we watched first, there was like they built up a little bit of background between them. It's like, hey, there's this rivalry; they hate each other here. <laughs> but like, it, it's terrible. It was a terrible execution of that. But at least the idea <laughs> yeah. was there. And then, uh, super slow
1: CG fight.
0: Right. Yes. Two hand puppets fighting each other. Um at <laughs> least, at least here they like, I don't know, they did right by that. And then I just felt like the rest of the movie was at least fun to watch. Like, do I think it was a a good movie? No. Well, I can
1: only assume you feel the same then about Goro, who was given full characterization of cliff pushing (laughs) in that previous uh, animated film. And in this (laughs) one, just a big monster who rips off arms, not a character this time. So really drop the ball on that one. (laughs) When is Goro's <laughs> revenge coming? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
2: Goro du- was also Durock's
0: revenge. Please, he needs guess, to against his brother.
2: It it, 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 I mean, it is kind of a fun thing to compare, like what what went well and what didn't go well in each movie.
1: I, you he know, the, had more the character wacky,
2: in the other one. It, it was really fun, and also the Goro fight between him and Johnny Cage was like, what? Like you know, like yeah. Johnny Cage can't beat Goro. Like, it, it, Johnny Cage that's is cool, the but, best part of that yeah. fight.
1: Yeah, or that 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 setup is that it feels like so unevenly matched. And yet he pulls it off.
2: They give just enough setup, like it's not like the most important thing in the world. But like he, Goro kills Johnny Cage's friend, and it, it would have made way more sense if Sonya fought Goro in the animated movie because Goro ripped off Jack's arms. Uh, right. But Luke Kang fighting Goro was only because Luke Kang had to be the final fighter, and yeah, uh, it should have been Sonya. It should have been Sonya, uh, but not like Sonya was any more characterized really. So uh, it, it it like there were so many scenes that were missing beats that should have been there because they were obvious to set up that they didn't do because it was, it felt like a very, like they were doing it by the numbers and missing what the numbers were supposed to be. I think if I were to write, if I were to write this movie, I would have
1: given Scorpion a chance to get characterized with the heroes early on and then give him an opportunity to betray them. Knowing that if he betrays them, he gets closer to his goal, which is maybe getting his family back for, or getting his revenge Or whatever, Um, But if he doesn't betray them, he's fighting for what's good and what his son would have wanted and that kind of thing. And maybe some moments between Scorpion and Raiden would have been really interesting Mm. to get to like a spiritual kind of guidance scene for Scorpion. Give him reasons to develop as a character. Give him a chance to fail, whether he chooses to fail and then you pivot the plot on that and then he redeems himself or whether he chooses not to fail and is just an all good character. You know, whatever you do with it, characterize him through all of the choices in the movie, instead of just having him show up and, and then, you know, he disappears and it's almost like he's not gone long enough for you to even recognize that he's gone when they meet him in the woods, that he is. Nope. Surprise. I'm on your side. I'm dressed up as one of these guys. Uh, Like there's just not enough time there to digest anything. The combat is completely like overdone at that point, so nothing is interesting in the combat. It's just not a movie after the first part of the movie. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> random images for the next hour and a half or however long this is. I don't know what the runtime uh, is. Hour, it was 15, like hour 15, four, 40. Hour, mm, yeah.
2: So, hour 15, really? Yeah, it's pretty short. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It exists. It exists. I, it sure I does. Can, I, I do feel like I probably, I, I, I feel like I'm probably holding it to a higher standard than I did the original movie, partially because the original movie obviously has like, I'm already built in nostalgia with it, or whatever it's, you know, I'm not, gonna, yeah. but, but also I, I do feel like an animated feature is a pretty good way to go for this. They had, you know, mm-hmm. some good stylistic choices that they were working on. Like, I, I think the reason I dislike this movie so much is, as I said before, it just felt like it had so much potential. Uh, the 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 dialogue needed to be better in general, um, but the actual plot points weren't far off from being good if they rearranged some where some characters were and also where some of the character focus was. Eh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else we could say yeah. about this movie because it's otherwise just a pretty. Sp- that's that's all the Mortal Kombat that's fit to yeah. X-ray.
1: I would I would say it ultimately is a, uh, an unnecessary film. It didn't add anything to mortal Kombat for me. It didn't really entertain me even for the time that it lasted. It was entertaining to watch together. That uh, that was the best part of it for me. It was watching it with us, you know, a- and getting to share that experience, but watching this alone, I would have felt like I lost 80 minutes. Like I, I you know, I, I'm sure I would have watched the first 20 minutes, thought it was cool Checked out at some point and played Animal Crossing or something
0: while it was running. <laughs> had I watched is, this alone, just like gore and viscera in the background while you're catching bugs. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: I gotta, I gotta set up my fences.
0: You <laughs> could have a good
2: either Mortal Kombat movie. Or I think what it, what this really feels like to me is like, man, what if there was like a Mortal Kombat series? You know, yeah. what if Warner Bros. did like a, their own R rated, you know, Mortal Kombat cartoon series where you had time.
1: But you gotta bring some writing talent in because, god damn it, this lacked yeah, it.
2: Yeah, but I think it would be really cool to have. Maybe you could have like an episodic approach where you focus on different characters each episode. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of flesh out backstories and mythology in a kind of more spread out way and that way you can have your scorpion episode and you can have your luke Kang episode and or whatever eat
0: it too and eat
2: it too anyways well there was a yeah. tv series uh at one I keep point forgetting that's true yeah oh so. that's right the out like where they went like actually did like a lot of fights with outworld and stuff and we're getting a reboot movie so so all your dreams are coming true joe Stryker was in um, the uh, the cartoon series. Everyone's favorite baseball cat, baseball, baseball cat, baseball hat wearing guy. Um, yeah, the, the the only thing I remember about the actual cartoon was that it was more of like the, conf- the large scale conflict between Outworld and um, the forces of g- good guys. Did you know there was a live action TV series as
1: late as 2013 and Casper Van Dien was in it? It was a web series, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sure.
2: What? Yeah,
1: Casper Van Dien, 2013, Mortal Kombat Legacy.
2: You saying Casper Van Dien, hunk star of of Dracula 3000 in space? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as Johnny Cage. Uh, that, I mean, that, let's yeah.
1: See.
2: I would be confused if he was anybody else. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, Brian T as Liu Kang, um, who. Michael Jai White as Jax is actually pretty good. Like Ever Jax? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the rest of these people I don't re- think I know. Oh, Jerry Ryan as Sonya Blade. <laughs> Seven of Nine from Star Trek as Sonya Blade. This was a TV series, you're saying? Did it never take off? Was it just a pilot? Uh, Well, no, it has two seasons. But like Dylan said, it's probably an internet thing.
0: All right, well, we can peruse Wikipedia later, guys. I'm on IMDb. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> a more official source for all of your your internet, right. your, your movie slash television needs. Joe, what would you give this movie?
2: Uh, I'm, you know, look, e, this might be a little surprising to you guys. Uh, I didn't like it very much. I, there, Even for all the things I did like about it, I just don't think it's going to break more than a 2 out of 10 for me, honestly, guys.
0: That's a shame. <laughs> That's a real shame. Nick,
2: I think if you lined
1: up a a list of all the ways that you can defeat someone in Mortal Kombat, this comes in as a babality, (laughs) an infantile production, (laughs) a a hyper violent infantile production that just it it didn't it it wasn't anything. So it's on the low end of the scale, like one out of ten. Wow, that's pretty low. Wow. I don't think this has any value. I, except if you take only the beginning part of the movie on its own. All
0: right. All right. Well, I'm going to give this six out of ten friendships. I think that's where I'm, I'm going to put right. it. Put it right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sixty percent. Have fighting video game movies finally worn thin on us guys? Has it finally happened?
2: Never. <laughs> Never. I mean, <laughs> I'm so ready for three hundred more of them. I was saying this movie's back. <laughs> the the uh, it was it was a rough time. I. But but there there have been some gems. There have been some gems, uh, like that one with a guy crawled on a ceiling looking for a cat, crawled on the roof looking trying to get a cat. That I'll I'll yep. never forget that fighting game movie. That's that's <laughs> the best one, whichever one that was. Yeah, eighties <laughs> action in
1: River City. I mean, or something we're done like with,
0: that. <laughs> we're done with we're done with fighting movies for a while, right? Uh, a little bit. We're gonna, take, we're gonna take we're gonna take a little bit of a break, um, a little pokey but, break, maybe. Mm, not quite. Um, the next movie we're going to be watching, guys, uh, I will say, is as bloody and as visceral and as gruesome as Mortal Kombat is uh, a little film called Nino Kuni. Oh! Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll be really surprised if that turns out to be true, anything you just said. <laughs> I've never played Nino Kuni. I have no I I've just heard it's a, it's like a Studio Ghibli film that's playable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really cool game. I think Nick is playing it right now.
1: I yeah, I've been currently playing it just weirdly enough and Number 1? Uh, this first one? I love yes, yeah. I really love the setting and the concepts. I'm not crazy about the uh the the actual like fight-to-fight gameplay, so I'm looking forward to just being able to enjoy that universe's story, you know, and and not have to control fights.
2: So, I think it should be actually decent. I was gonna say, do we know what the actual, what what plot is it covering a game plot, or is it its own thing? I don't know.
0: I would feel like it would be, my guess is it's an adaptation of the first game. Interesting. That's my guess, but I might be wrong. Well, Nick, I'm looking forward to you being our guide through the Nino verse next time on attract mode.